0: They're all saving one, or most of them most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth and he gets the run away through the onside. And Somerset have won! They've
1: won the Royal London One Day Cup. Good evening, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening are Steve Tancock, who's self-isolating, Dan Kingdom and the voice of cricket on BBC Radio, Somerset, Anthony Gibson. And it was a whirlwind few days up at the Oval, but thankfully Somerset got the points they needed. The match ended in a bit of a farcical bore draw, but ultimately Somerset have topped the group Hampshire, our preferred choice, have gone through with us to Division 1 of the County Championship, which starts again at the end of August. All is well in the world of Somerset cricket. Just don't mention whether or not we should have enforced the follow-on. <laughs> Go on then, Steve. What was your take on that? Uh, I, I come from the
2: old school, that, and especially against Surrey. When you've got your foot on their throat, you keep foot on their throat. I I know you disagreed with me, Ian, but I think these super fit, trained, strength and conditioned bowlers, if they couldn't come back out and bowl for another couple of sessions, we lost all momentum. And and the the comments, and I hate criticising Somerset, but sometimes I think when it's justified, you've got to try and be fair and even and it, there was just no logic in doing it i know there was a minuscule chance of surrey winning that game but when when there is a choice between giving your opponent absolutely nothing and a scintilla of something you give them absolutely nothing that was my beef jack leach has hardly bowled he's not going to bowl much he might bowl in the royal london if it happens royal de merva just bowl all day and bowl he'd have bowled all day today and all day tomorrow if he wanted him to Um, March and Jack Brooks hadn't bowled that much we had Ben Green and Tom Lamanby could have bowled I think we had more than enough resources Um, take three or four quick wickets and all of a sudden Surrey are really struggling and that's what would have happened because the momentum was with us Um, and as it was we just we just it just left
1: a sour taste in my mouth I'm sorry I'm as you know I did I did disagree I think they're in the field for 115 overs they've had a really packed schedule the last few weeks uh, they haven't had more than one day between games for about three weeks. I know you say they're athletes and they should be fit enough to do it, but I think, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have played in games where you need enough bonus points to either win a league or save yourself from relegation. And once you get those three or four bonus points, you almost feel like that's it. That's the job done. Let's take our foot off the gas a little bit and almost sort of celebrate mid-game Um and I think that's just what what the the mood in the camp was. Let's get the bowlers with their feet up, let's try and get some of the guys a bit of time in the middle, which they didn't take the opportunity for. I think I'm probably fair in saying that it was our our best batting performance of the season so far in the first innings and our worst in the second. Um Dan,
3: to follow on or not to follow on? I I can see both arguments. I mean when when they initially Chose not to enforce. Yeah, I was. I sort of thought. Yeah, okay. They're they're resting um, the bowlers. Um, but then when I read Jason Kerr's comments, you know, he said, "Oh, just planning to bat all day. We have no intention of going for the win." Which I, I I was surprised by. I thought we'd go in to win every single game we play. And I know it's irrelevant. Yeah, you know, the match. I'm not that annoyed. It's you know, I don't care. We're through, and I'm glad of that. Um, but I'm surprised that we you know openly said, "Oh, we we weren't bothered about even going for the win" when. You know, we, we really could have won. And also, I was surprised that we called it off with an hour to go. I thought we we just got Amner out. We had um, we got rid of Burns and Stoneman. It was a turning wicket. You know, Jamie Overton had an injury. Moriarty and Verdi aren't particularly good batters. If we got another quick wicket, suddenly they'd be five down. You know, they would have been really struggling. So it was a bit surprising and a bit disappointing, the lack of intent to go for the win. Um I suppose another factor I thought of was that Leachie was isolating for 10 days and perhaps they didn't want to over bowl and maybe they thought he wasn't fit to bowl too much you know, wanted to ease him back into it. And also Roloff has had an injury as well. So they might have been factors in not going straight back into the field. Um, so I think, yeah, to summarise, I think I was a bit disappointed, but ultimately I don't care too much. We're you know we're through top of the group. We're sailing through into the uh, Inter-Counter Championship. Division 1 in September.
1: Yeah, I must admit, as soon as we got the bonus point that ensured our promotion, or if you call it promotion, up into Division 1, my attention uh, was slightly more focused on Cheltenham than it was on, uh, on the Oval. Anthony, to follow on or not to follow on, I think you have the casting vote. I think Dan's half and half, I'm and Steve was yes.
0: Well, in an ideal world, I'd be with Steve, but I never expected them to enforce the follow on in a, in a million years. Um, And all of the steam went out of that game when Hampshire failed to get a fourth batting point and Somerset went through to the first division. Somerset weren't interested in winning it and Surrey weren't bothered if they lost it either um, because there was a brief moment when it looked as if Leicestershire might have a chance of beating Middlesex when they got them six for three uh, in their second innings. And the sort of Surrey brigade sort of suddenly perked up. But as Mark Church said, you know if you're Surrey, it frankly doesn't matter terribly whether you're in Division two or in Division three. The thing that matters is you're not in in division one and and what that says to me is that um, I'm afraid that this format brave I- experiment though it was is not the answer um because there are going to be too too many matches which are pretty meaningless i I put it to to Jason Kerr that the uh, the game had been pretty pointless <coughs> since that um, since Somerset were confirmed in division one he said oh no 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 there's never anything pointless about cricket because you're watching you know good bowlers bowling to top class batsmen and 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 all the rest of it but you know he rather contradicted himself by Mm. by saying Mm. that they didn't enforce the follow-on because what they wanted to do was bat all day (laughs) so it's um uh, I wasn't I wasn't surprised but I think it what it what it does is point to a flaw a serious flaw in this season's
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Yeah if, if as your suggestion of taking all of your points through from the group stage was live then that really would have turned into a cracking final day but as you, as we said it just petered out because Somerset had got the job done. Um I suppose if Jack Leach had broken a finger taking a a court and bold chance or somebody had Slipped and done a hamstring in that final hour after they'd that hypothetical final hour after they'd shaken hands. Then we'd be sat here saying, well, what on earth did they play on for? It was a pointless game. So, I suppose Jason Kerr and uh, and James Hildreth, who was captain for that game, uh, damned if they do and damned if they don't. I suppose and uh, as Somerset social media uh, always uh, always throws up a a vast array of opinions. Some of them valid, some of them uh, or a few of them not very at the moment, but as you say it just exposes that flaw of of these games being pointless um but hey oh until they um come up with a magic solution and a and a, a format that pleases everybody for 2022 this is what we're going to get but it was good to see Hildy back in the runs it was mm-hmm.
0: But mm-hmm. I tell you, the, the main contribution that James Hildreth made to the game, though, even more important than his century, was winning the toss. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you what, if we lo- if he'd lost that toss, we wouldn't be playing first division cricket come September. We'd have been rolled over by by, by sorry, they'd have got four hundred, and they'd have bowled, they would have enforced the follow on, and <laughs> and we'd have been bowled out twice. So well done, Hildy.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, a few positives to take from that first innings. Then everybody uh, getting starts and contributing. I think there was a stat about it being the most 40s ever in a first-class yeah, innings down. What was that one?
3: First time in a very long time that five batters had got into the 40s and got out or something, or five batters that finished in the 40s. Um, so, yeah, it shows that we... You know, Hildy was the only one who dominated, but sort good little innings from other players, wasn't it? And it sort of worked all right in the end. We seem to be throwing up these anomalous... Um, obscure stats we had a good
1: one at in the Leicester game we know we've had a good one at Surrey one player is worrying me though is George Bartlett I think he's got a massive technical issue with his trigger movement yeah. he's been bold or LBW um, I think it's four out of his last four, five out of his last five innings he's not he's been bold or LBW not playing a shot three out of his last four yeah. and if you watch him his trigger movement he's just planting his front foot down the line of the stumps.
0: Yeah, well, it's this wretched off stump guard that he's mm. taking, you know, and, and <clears> it's as you're right. So he's not moving his feet, and if the ball just nips nips back in, he's dead.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, there's a great piece that they did on um, on Sky Sports during one of those enhanced live streams. I think it was Surrey against Middlesex, um, when Atherton Butcher and Hussein just absolutely. Rip this this off stump guard technique idea to shreds, and George Bartlett's a, a prime case in point because he is—he doesn't know where his off stump is because he's been LBW and bold, leaving straight balls. He's left—you mm. don't leave a ball outside off stump from the world's number one off spinner on a turning pitch, <laughs> unless you think it's you know pitching on the edge of the cut strip. So he he, he doesn't know where his off stump is. He's leaving straight balls, getting bold in LBW. and LBW. I think he just needs to get in with Jim Troughton and get his feet going in the right place mm. and as you say Anthony, ditch this off stump guard because it just makes him such a candidate for LBW if you go back and look at some of the live stream dismissals of his and you freeze frame it that front pad looks absolutely enormous and it the way he's set up it just looks like there's no way you can get the bat down to access the ball and then you can just contrast it with you know other players like Tom Abel James Hildreth who happen to be the guys We were batting with when I was having a quick look at this before, just staying a bit more leg side of the ball, a bit more open and just able to access the ball and not get tangled up around the front pad. So, certainly for George to to work on there, but he does need to sort this out before it really starts to affect him. Because if I've noticed it, you can believe that county coaches around the circuit have noticed it and good bowlers will eat him for breakfast and they'll just nip it in off a good length and just be bang, bang in front every time.
0: What it means is, if he's taking an off stump guard like that, if he gets a straight ball or middle stump, he's almost bound to be playing around his front pad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and across the line. You you know, one way or either he's you know he's curtain curtain railing it, or he's playing across the line, and that's you know it's it's hopeless. I don't know. I don't know where they they got this idea from. The sooner they they forget about it, the better, and go back to middle stump or or you know Mm -hmm. middle leg. And that, that, that you know, will get the feet moving, because you've, you, you've got to move
1: your feet then in order to get yourself
0: in, posi- in position to play a straight ball. So, anyway.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that was done to death by people who know a little bit more about batting than us on Sky Sports. Yeah. I think it's on YouTube. So if you want to have a look at that for a bit more detail, just uh, Google Sky, know, Sky Sports off Stump Guard YouTube, something like that. Um, Tom Lamanby, again, we thought he was back first innings, he played really well, and then he was out, sort of fourth or fifth ball, reverse sweeping the best off-spinner in the world, out of the rough stuff, and was caught at second slip. He should have been stumped, um, even yeah. early
0: in his innings yeah. he went charging, charging down the pitch to Ashwin to try and drive him over the top of extra cover. And it was only because Jamie Smith fumbled that, that he that he was able to get back. It was it was bizarre, completely bizarre. I don't know what's happened to him.
2: But especially if, as Jason Kerr said, the plan was to battle day. If the plan mm-hmm. was we're yeah. going to get a hundred very quickly, <laughs> then you could understand it, couldn't you? But I've, I've got to say, Ian, I was actually more encouraged by Lamb and B because of that first innings performance. And I, you know, coaches talk about clarity of thought and game plans and all. You know, I noticed on the behind the Wyvern latest one, there was a funny bit where. Oh, don't
1: um, don't mention the W word when Anthony's know, here. Don't mention the W behind, word
2: behind the thing. Um, <laughs> there was. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody had been one of the backroom staff, had been away with, with the England squad. And Ollie Sayles said to him, What learnings? Any learnings? And they both giggled. So that's <laughs> clearly a sort of in joke. And I'm thinking, What learnings were there from that innings? You know, Tom Lamonby, you are finding some form. You're looking back like the player. If you got 42 in every first class innings to the end of the season or whatever else, I wouldn't be unhappy. And then the. the Again, it's just thrown into confusion but I, I think that I think the beautiful successful Lamb and Bee is very close to the surface now and I'm, I'm actually a lot more chilled about that mm. than I was but I'm as Anthony knows because he'll, he'll remind me of frequently that I tip Bartlett to be our leading run scorer in the championship <laughs> this season so I'm not doing those predictions again um, but I am really worried about George Bartlett partly because I've there's a place in my heart for George Bartlett like there is for Eddie Byram in Dance. But partly because I think he is fundamental to the future of the Somerset batting lineup.
3: Well Bartlett had a century a few innings ago. He did. It was yeah. relatively easy, relatively easy conditions. But you know he has done it this season. He had a you know he had a very good innings in the first match against Middlesex, chased down um you know chased down there top the target. But yeah, I, I know a, I,
1: I, I might have a little look back and just see if he has. Changed a bit because against Gloucester he wasn't quite as far across to off stump. His his back was on off stump, is and his the toes of his back foot were just about on middle. But against Leicester and Surrey he'd moved a longer way across. So I just wonder if he's tinkering with something that maybe didn't need to be be tinkered with. But uh, you can spend ages going through the uh, YouTube uh, the YouTube I'm, archives looking at all these things. Yeah. So it's something I'm
3: going to do tomorrow. I wonder if it's just he's trying to find something that pushes him on, like that boosts his career. Because you know he's has a good career so far. He's trying to find that next level now. You know he's been around a few years. He's maybe just trying to find the next, you know, find another gear. Find you know another gear. Yeah, sorry. Find another level Mm -hmm. and improve his average a bit more. You know, because he's sort of he's done well, but he's probably thinking right now. I'm due, you know, a few more ticks up on the average. Um, he's become a senior player. Maybe he's just trying to find a, a way of scoring more runs more often.
1: I'd have thought yeah. being out three times out of four innings, leaving straight ones should be a fairly, fairly yeah. loud alarm bells that this isn't yeah. the way, George. Maybe go back to what you were doing before.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully by now he's realised.
1: Absolutely. Um, but really good to see Jack Leach back. Apparently he'd been bowling in his back garden with a tennis ball as prep for uh, the biggest game of the season, which is an ideal way of doing it, I suppose, if uh, if you want to judge on outcomes, as some coaches do. he um, What did he get? Six in the first innings, um, a couple in the, in the second. So, yeah, we, we know what Jack Leach is all about. But just 35.1
2: 20 43.6 not too shabby is it pretty good well really well. Mm.
0: well really well much better in the first innings than in the second innings i think perhaps because the fir- it meant more in the first innings mm. um he was getting he was getting much more body into it in in the first innings it, but your run.
2: point as well anthony that you spotted being there was you said he was his over between deliveries he was flowing yeah. he wasn't stopping Absolutely. and Absolutely. he was just running in like he's he always has done so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I actually
2: really- like the bit that he got a bit feisty in the second innings as well mm-hmm. when that wide was mm-hmm. given early on i thought <laughs> to, you know i think jack leach is probably one of those people it takes a heck of a lot to get him annoyed let alone show any emotion
1: yeah, and yeah, then, so that uh, was
2: that was quite entertaining,
1: wasn't it? And then an over or so later, he had that bizarre little cat and mouse with Rory Burns, didn't he? He sort of hmm. stood up at the end of his mark, tossing himself catches and, and walking on the spot, and then Burns backed away and Leach came into bowl, and then he pulled back, and then Burns pulled back, and then, pulled back, and then Leach pulled back, and it was almost uh, it was uh, it was quite comical to watch. But uh, I do have one criticism of Jack Leach. Uh, Jack Leach's performance in that game and that is he took the 6th wicket in the first innings to deny the greatest player in the world his maiden 1st class 5 wicket haul so Jack <laughs> is getting a minor cross for that, he's losing half a point in his rating uh, but overall then a pretty satisfactory start to the, uh, the group stages of the, of the championship season mm-hmm. top of the group uh, negated the eight-point penalty. That's finally now in the rear view mirror. We don't have to worry about that again. Uh, unless we've well,
0: we we... got eight points suspended. Don't forget. Oh,
1: I don't think we'll be going anywhere near. Ciderabad <laughs> is now no longer. We will not be uh, preparing any turning decks at Taunton in uh, in the near future. Yeah, we won't. So good. Didn't we have a we had a T20 game since we last spoke as well, didn't we? Which one was that? Oh, don't don't mention it. No. Do <laughs> oh, God, that. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> I did you ask which was worse, this or Essex, and you went this? Yeah, but they were. Terrible. I oh, I just turned around, looked at my cricket fixtures, whatever what was that game? Because I was so mentally focused on the over. Was Hampshire v Somerset? What happened in that one again? Oh God.
3: What went wrong? We just everything we tried with the bat just headless chicken.
0: Headless chicken mm. time they yeah. didn't go very well they, the fielding was poor Max Waller dropped a you know what for him is a completely routine catch from Weatherly who went, went on to top score at cover, and then, I don't know, um, poor old Max Waller it's the second time he's captained um, Somerset in T20 cricket and the last time was at the GS Bowl and I think we got beaten even more heavily than last time. oh my goodness
1: yeah Somerset <laughs> and T20 at the GS Bowl don't seem to go hand in hand do we Talking about 2010. I've just got to do some parenting very quickly. Yes, buddy. Mm -hmm. Called it borderline. Mummy's gone to um, have a drink with one of her friends. You can go in the tent and read. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bless him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so, the least said about. uh, Were there any positives from that game? I can't really. I can't even remember what happened now.
3: Not, not a single one. Ben Green, Ben Green, ball cut well again. Didn't he? Was it that? I think it was. Oh that. yeah. Yes.
1: I wanted to talk about Ben Green actually. Yeah, he's he is um, contract expired at the end of the season. Am I right in yeah. thinking that? Yeah. Over the last uh, few
3: weeks, unless, unless occasionally Somerset do contracts without announcing it, that has happened. But all, as the last time I can find him signing a contract, it expired at the end of twenty twenty one. So I think we can assume it's out you will
1: get another one. Mm. I mean, he has mm. shown himself for the last few weeks to be a very, very useful, I don't want to say a bits and pieces player, but a, a utility player, almost in the, the Van der Merwey, in that he can open, he can be that bowling all-rounder down at at, uh, at seven or eight, um, and he's done really well. If you'd have said to me in April that Ben Green's going to be our third seamer for this crucial game at the Oval which we need to uh, to get a certain amount of bonus points in to get qualified to Division 1. I'd have been very fearful, but he acquitted he, himself very He reminds well. me, Ian, of, of the, he, the role he's playing in the squad. I mean, it's
2: a bit like Nigel Popperwell back in the the Brian Rose era, who was a very... And it's when you said bits and pieces, cricketer, that Popperwell would open. Popperwell would come on and bowl a 10-over spell uphill into the wind... If needed, he'd bat at six, he'd get you quick runs, he'd block. And it was a real, for Somerset Cricket, it was a real shame that the lure of the law was greater than the lure of playing at the county ground. But he was that sort of player, and all successful teams need somebody like that. You know, Paul Collingwood in the England, the the strong England sides of the Trez era, those sorts of people. Um, And I, I actually have been really impressed, and... And I think the fact they've given him the captaincy of, please go ahead, (laughs) the one-day cup, is a huge... A, it's an indication, as Anthony says, he's going to get another contract. But B, it's an indication that not only is he a very talented cricketer, he's got a very good cricketing brain as well. He's been skipping the seconds. Mm. So it does seem to me like there has been a plan in place to to get him involved in leadership as well, which is great. Mm -hmm. I just wish he'd
1: sort his hair out and his... (laughs) facial hair. Well he's got rid of the moustache now and I think he's clinging yeah. on to his lockdown locks as long as he can. My <laughs> question about him
0: is that he you know you have to ask yourself the question is he good enough as either a batsman or as a bowler to merit selection purely as a batsman or a bowler which is always the measure mm. of a genuine all-rounder um, and <laughs> Well, I, I, I hope. He, I, his bowling has certainly come on. Um, he hits the pitch harder. He's a strong boy and, and mm. you know, he, he's got good variation of, of pace. And he's, he's clearly a strong character with a good cricket brain. Otherwise, they wouldn't have given him the mm. captaincy. But he's not. I mean, the Popperwell comparison is interesting, but he's not quite as explosive a cricketer. as No, true. You know, proper well could turn the course of a of a game with with a with a spell of bowling or a hard hitting innings, and and Ben Green hasn't quite done that yet. But no, I I I I wish him well, and but I hope that either his batting or his bowling makes a you know a, a serious advance mm. through the rest of this season, because if it does, then I think you know we we could be looking at. Uh, Future captain, especially if if uh, Tom Abel ends up playing for
1: England, which I still think is is increasingly. Mm. I think the thing about Ben Green is the compliment you can pay to him is okay. He's not he's not turned the you know turned the match with bat or ball in a session like some players could do, but he hasn't let Somerset down in any of the games he's played no. this year. He might have gone no. for a few in a in a t twenty, but I think that's before they worked out he needs to bowl in one over spells. But he's got he got some a few runs at the start of the campaign. Uh, he batted okay at the Oval, he bowled dry and he bowled dots, dotted them up. as uh, It seems to be the, the vernacular these days. But he's never let Somerset down, and I think that will count for a lot in the uh, in the opinions of the higher-ups. So hmm. I, I'd like to see him in the county ground for the next you know, however many oh, years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Being a fellow Devonian as well, it's always good to see them in the side. Um, speaking of Devon, not Conway, but the county, the national county, have cancelled their game... Uh, which was due to be played on the 22nd next Thursday Um, my sources tell me that's purely because they could not put a strong enough side out so there you are you heard it here maybe first, second or third hand I'm not sure and Mm. always look on the bright side of life I was available, nobody contacted me so (laughs) maybe Devon Devon couldn't afford the 8 grand plus VAT to to play at the Cooper Associates County Grand but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's another matter, right? So then, um, what have we got then? Shall we uh, do some listeners' questions? But we have a quick look ahead to the uh, two remaining Vitality Blast games. So let's find where we are. We have got one. Oh, it was quite a long one from Stuart Hodgkiss. So Stuart is thinking ahead to next season. Uh, In the current squad, whose contracts are coming to an end and looking wider, do we know who else might become available that we can look at? Dan is king of contracts, so I expect him to be beavering away into his database. Uh, I think we've seen that our batting is actually okay. I think we think it's okay. It just is collapse-prone, as we saw in the last couple of days. Could do with an experienced player, signing somebody like a Compton or Rogers, that profile type of player from a few years back to strengthen things. Uh, The reassuring presence of Conway has shown the value... So perhaps it's time to start looking around, especially as England may yet come calling for Captain Tom. So who's on um, your wish list then? Mine is an off-spinner. We just need an off-spinner. There aren't any. I think mean, we didn't bring one through that we could give regular first-team cricket, to, <laughs> not If we didn't mind losing 24 points every game, Steve, yeah, it'd be a great... Uh, or 12 points every time we played two spinners. and uh, Yeah, it's a shame. What we need is a Joe Root-type player Let's get Joe Root. <laughs> Is he available? Is he out of contract at Yorkshire next yeah. year, Dan? Well, the, the number oh, one priority's got
2: to be to re-sign Devon Conway for the second yeah. half of the season. Absolutely. And and hopefully, yeah. at least for part of next season, because he seems to me to be... Uh, I know this guy was a divisive figure, and I'm going back again, but Martin Crowe was notably great with the youngsters, and I think Devon Conway's got that as well. So top of my wish list would be Devon Conway. I I've got no idea I, I defer to Dan every time and message him if I I need some information about who's in and out of contract. The person the sort of person we wanted, I'm going to say it again, was Jake Libby and we missed that mm-hmm. opportunity. But I don't know who's around, but it's that yeah. sort of player that would be nice to have in the squad.
3: Um you know? Yeah, CBS Ganazi was one player out of contract, but he's uh, yeah. signed one now. Um, Gubbins is at Hampshire now, isn't he, with a view to a permanent move? Yeah, he'll be there permanently, I think. I mean, Sam North, East has, he's been at Yorkshire, but that's we not necessarily... Permanent. Him,
1: no, I'm
3: not saying we should, I'm just saying he's... he's oh, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, it'll be a sub-editor's
1: dream. Northeast coming to the southwest.
3: Yeah. You <laughs> can't
1: deny the Somerset County Gazette that joy. They've been waiting years to write that headline.
3: And um, just on just on our players out of contract, I think that was part of the question, wasn't it? Um, there's four, I believe. There's Jack Brooks, Eddie Byram, Ben Green, and Sam Young. When's so, Hildreth? He's got another year. He's signed another he's one, here. a new one, we, uh, earlier this year. So I think Eddie could be vulnerable, um, (laughs) particularly as he got runs
1: in the second team game that preceded these last two championship games Mm. and didn't get selected.
2: He Uh, needs
3: a big Royal London one-day cup. He seriously needs a big Royal London. And he still hasn't regained that incredible T20 form that he found in
0: 2019.
3: He's he's had a few chances since, but just doesn't quite look right in T20 cricket. Mm. It was a one-off... Yeah, there were mm-hmm. three innings, I think, in twenty nineteen. There's three innings of forty plus where he scored at two hundred plus strike rate. Yeah, um, but he's not. He was in the hundred draft, wasn't he? And he he's was, not he being picked up this
1: year. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, lovely bloke, but I, I think he'd probably be better off in, you know, someone like Derbyshire or Leicestershire, where he'd get regular first team cricket. Because he's good enough to to play for that sort of county. I I don't see much future for him at Somerset.
1: In if we obviously. had the money we'd probably sign him up to maybe another, uh, f- sign him up for one year deal and stick him out on loan as you say, yes. just somewhere like Derbyshire or Leicester, do, do what Chelsea do just sign up every youngster under the sun and then farm him out on loan not that we've mm. got the money to do that but maybe we could crowd fund okay. it he's, he's such a lovely lad, he's such a nice bloke, but he's had loads
0: and loads of chances and, and hasn't taken them for being honest, mm-hmm. hard, but it's you know, know, know how to say. Well, yeah, if he, he could
1: develop his off spin over the winter, <laughs> change from leggies to offies, he could be that that player that we need. He could. Well, uh, could is could is, is there a reason? Oh. Yeah, George Bartlett could do a Moen Alley and just really develop <laughs> himself into a proper off spinner because we need one. We do the other.
2: The other thing we're all forgetting when I when I say Jake Libby every time we do one of these podcasts, we've actually got our own, and that's Steve Davis. <laughs> Who you know we picked up at slightly earlier in in his career when we signed him, but my goodness, is he repaying the the faith and whatever you know? Mm-hmm. And and I, I I totally agree with Anthony. I, I could just sit and watch him keep wicket all day. It's just yeah. a thing of beauty. It really is, you know. It's a proper no no disrespect to some of the other wicket keepers you see, especially in the shorter form of the game. But he is a a wicketkeeper who who's right up there in my opinion with you know i was brought up on Derek taylor keeping wicket for somerset and he was the same beautiful beautiful wicketkeeper wasn't necessarily in the same tier as steve davis's batting but it must be lovely to bowl to a wicketkeeper like that you know it's just hmm. just
1: must fill you with confidence so, so was, you
0: know, like Leach, i mean yes
1: yeah. yeah he's a keeper yeah. he's, he's a keeper's keeper if that yeah, makes yeah. sense
3: a few, a few guys potentially out of contract, I believe. Uh, Mark Stoneman, Jamie Smith, uh, Rob Jones plays for Lancashire. Uh, Tom Allsop, uh, uh John Simpson, I think. Uh, Even Finn, another interesting name. I mean, not. I'm not saying we should sign these. These are the more notable names uh, that I can, as far as I can tell. Mm. I'm not. It might not be 100 accurate because it's quite difficult to keep track. And uh, some of, those, you know, some of those contracts get signed behind closed doors without announcements and stuff. And sometimes they don't even announce the length of contracts. Mm. So, um, yeah, those are the guys that sort of leap out at me. I think. Um, yeah, that's it, really.
1: Yeah, nobody obvious jumping out on a on a wish list there. No, apart from no. 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 Maybe somebody to help George Bartlett develop some passable off because we could have. I want to see. I Will think George
0: coming from the championship side.
1: Yeah, mm. yes. I think
0: George Bartlett might be
2: temperamentally more a leg spinner. So I can see him no, bowling leg spin. spin. I have
0: seen he did bowl some off spin.
1: Yeah, he did. In he the only yeah. memory I have of George Bartlett's bowling is that moon ball oh, that he yes. bowled that, yes. that went about a foot above the batsman's head. Um, <laughs> And whoever it was that slipped just creased about laughing. So I think that probably put paid to George Bartlett's first class bowling until he has a second coming. Right, moving on with questions then. Zach Harwood asks, What would you or who would you say are the teams most likely to stop Somerset winning that elusive championship title? Warwickshire are above us on um, oh, I don't 21. Twenty one, then we're on eighteen and a half. Yeah. I don't want to switch tabs on my PC. Lancashire I'm, I'm,
2: sixteen and a half. Lancashire. Hampshire eight and a half. Not five. Yorkshire four and a half.
0: Lancashire are the team we have. To, uh, uh, you know, we need a home draw against Lancashire.
1: That's. Uh, I think that's crucial. Now we may get that because of the way that the fixtures lie. Because Old Trafford will be out of action for because uh, of, of the test match rounds 2 and 3 I think I don't think they could finish a championship game on the 8th and start a test match on the 10th, I don't think they could logistically do no. that No. so Lancashire will have to be away for those two round, two, round 2 we'll have three. to be away on round 2 because we've got the women's international on the ninth, which is The day after a championship game is due to finish, so we could, we could potentially, it could lie that we have to play Lancashire at home. touch wood So, I actually fear Hampshire most. You know, no, no,
3: yeah, they're the team that I'm least worried about. To be honest, really, they're not very, they're
0: really not very good. Kevin James is, you know, uh, they're they're they're, You know, they haven't got they've got uh, Kyle Abbott. Um, but that's about it, and their batting is fragile. I don't
2: know. If we were starting even, I would fear Yorkshire most because I thought they were yeah. at the start of mm-hmm. the season. I thought, but that's a that's a big handicap for them to make up because of the two games against Lancashire. Knots say- are a bit. Knots could be good or bad, and mm-hmm. I, I i am I'll probably. You'll play this back towards the end of the season. Warwickshire mm-hmm. and Lanks, don't worry me that much. Having oh, wow. having seen quite a bit of them on their live streams when I've had the opportunity.
3: I think, though, so, yeah, I agree that Warwickshire. I'm not that worried about Warwickshire. Lancashire a bit more so, you know, they've topped their group. Yorkshire, I think, you know, they're always, you know, you always always expect them to do quite well. They seem to find ways to win games. Um, but I think all the teams are flawed and I don't think there's a clear winner, sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Just I a... like Jerry Dolan's answer, Ian, where he said and the answer to the question was Somerset themselves must be one of them. I thought that was quite a quite an insight into a lifelong Somerset supporter. Yeah, nice, are we are also can be,
1: quite can be our own worst enemies at the time. But I think um, Anthony, you mentioned it the last couple of games about <laughs> uh, preparing flat pitches for board draws, and again at the Oval, not having the intention to win that game. I think we'll see a different Somerset. Come September, August, September, I really think we'll be all hands to the pump, trying to win games, playing that brand of cricket that we, we saw in the Willis Trophy group stages last year. I think we'll be a different beast with both <laughs> Craig, Craig Overton and, and Lewis Gregory, hopefully both back in the ranks. Tom Abel as well, Tom Banton. When we're at full strength, yeah, I think mm-hmm. we will have the confidence to really go for the juggler on teams. I mean, we'll, forget, take a lot
0: of, we'll take a lot of beating, that's for sure. Um, absolutely. My 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 choice would be playing Lancashire and Yorkshire at home, mm-hmm. or Warwickshire and Nottinghamshire away because I think we can cope at, at Edgbaston and uh, and Trent Bridge, whereas we haven't had a great record at heading me and I wouldn't fancy playing Lancashire at Old Trafford. Yeah.
1: And it's two it's the two yeah. nearest grounds as well, so you're going to save a bit on petrol too. So everyone's a winner. Yeah,
0: yeah. Actually, I, I I like Leeds and Manchester, so mm. you know, I, I like. Leeds. I'd,
1: I know the one we'll definitely play is
2: Edgbaston because of the four that's my least favorite ground because I think that's <laughs> it it's soulless you know when we were there a couple of years ago there was hardly anything
0: open mm. and we would have smashed yeah. them last year if the, if the rain hadn't, hadn't come we'd have absolutely mm. hammered. oh yeah yeah you know and not last time we played knots at, at, at Trent Bridge we hammered them as well we so. finished at lunchtime on uh, mid-afternoon
2: on the Saturday because yeah. we were walking at the ground as the fans were going into the City Ground for a Forest game.
1: Yeah, yeah. nobody to fear in well, Division One I'd then, know. Zach.
2: No. <laughs> uh, if if anyone's interested, just have a look at how the t- divisions start, though, because the way it's worked, it's thrown up some really <laughs> interesting, some really interesting stats, and some really interesting. Uh, positions in the table that some of them I hadn't anticipated. You know, Durham finished third in their group and they're bottom with four points, for example. And that's just again, I think it adds weight to Anthony's argument that you should just carry
3: all your points through.
1: Yeah, it seems odd.
3: I think I think what we've got to is I think what we've got to understand is that the, the points carry forward. They're not a reward for doing well or doing badly, or, or you know, they are they are simply reflecting one of they're replacing a match and it's just, it could be one of five matches. And it, if you didn't do very well in the first stage, then sorry, but you're going to have to live with it. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's your own fault. <laughs> you know, if the yeah. team is complaining that they've got two points at the start of the next stage, well, I'll say to them, well, you should have played better cricket then. You know, you should have beaten more like, Not fans aren't very happy. You know, they lost. York, Yorkshire
1: right. might argue that it's they're the there. fault of some ancient witch casting a water divining <laughs> spell on the outfield. I, that was bizarre what happened at uh, it was at Headingley, wasn't it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there that there so the, water coming the
0: emerald stand you know at the rugby rugby ground end of the um, end of the ground where the drainage is they said it uh, Yorkshire said it's to do with a layer of thatch which is which is just below the surface Well we have that not here. a layer of
1: thatchers a layer of no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not cider. <signer>. Uh,
0: <laughs> we had that problem at uh, Taunton back in Brian Rose's day, and he had it all ripped out. So um, yeah. the
2: irony of it was that game was meant to be at Scarborough and got moved because apparently Scarborough counts as a stadium, and therefore the COVID restrictions meant they could only have a couple of thousand in, which made it economically unviable. So it got moved back to Headington.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Well. I just hope that the um, the championship gets to be played properly to a finish, and we're not bedevilled with
1: yes with withdrawals
0: and all of those sorts of things.
1: No, definitely not. But, um, but
0: we won't. Uh, what we won't have, and the person we won't have, of course, is Jack Leach, because he'll be playing. He'll be with England.
1: So you and won't see playing. Well, he will. Everybody will be available for the last game. That's um, that's a godsend because the uh, final test against India finishes on or midway through round three so um, everybody barring injuries uh, should be available for that that final game and the, the Bob Willis Trophy final as well right moving what along there
0: won't be playing Gloucestershire in the Bob Willis Trophy final
1: mm. my dream scenario yeah it's it's interesting that Bob Willis how up for it are the players going to be because it's a five day game after the two-day game that you've potentially won or lost the county championship in. So one side is going to be on a massive high for winning the county championship. Probably on that Friday night, they're going to want to go out and have a shandy or two. And especially if it's Somerset, because that will be the greatest day in the history of the county. The pubs at Taunton will be overflowing, whether we're home or away. And then to have... A weekend off and then go and play again It's just. Got, it's is it a bit after the Lord Mayor's show? Well, yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah. And as we said
2: previously, you could have got the extra game in, yeah. so that everyone played everyone again.
0: It's for, a good, it's for a good reason, a good cause.
1: I get. Okay. I yeah, I get the point of a Lord's yeah, final, true. but. It's nice for the fans to go up for one day for a Lord's final and I mean I heard you and, and Mark Church talking about it on the commentary about it being the showpiece of the season. I'm not sure if you if it's five days in London, which days do you go up for? I don't think many fans will be able to afford to go up for all five days and pay London hotel prices for a week. Oh, I don't know. Something just something just says to me that this game would be better off played in a different format. Maybe Maybe a one-day game between the winners of the T20 and and the Royal London. Maybe a fifty-over game at Lords. Maybe that would be a better um, uh, a better game than a, than a five-day final, which creeps into October, where you're not really going to get the weather. So yes. there we are. If if they do change the Bob Trophy final to the the winners of the Royal London and the T20,
3: my royal, I will send the
1: ECB my bank details for the royalty payment.
3: Make it a thirty-five-over game as well, so
1: in between. Could <laughs> it be fun. Or make it. I've oh got, no, it could I've be between, between the. Win- no, let's not. Let's not have it between the winners of the hundred. I've got to go in a minute, but can I just pass on um,
0: one suggestion that was made to me yesterday um, about the Royal London, which uh, you know is is in the balance at the moment, um, which is that instead of having it on this sort of league basis, they turn it into a knockout. As per the old, you know, Gillette Cup. Gillette Cup, Um, which would which would mean fewer games, so less risk of being disrupted, and potentially more excitement, and some and potentially some really exciting cricket for spectators to watch, because if there is no Royal London One Day Cup, we ain't going to see any cricket at the County Ground in Taunton. Are you talking just just for this one in twenty twenty one or? Just for this, you know, be- be- because of the problem of raising size with with COVID and all the rest of it, all of- all of the uncertainties. If they want to cut it back, then cut it back to a knockout, because I think that, mm-hmm. you know, that w- that would be exciting and and it would take us
3: back to the old uh, Gillette cut. Ways. And but um, uh, isn't the flaw in that though that we we still may see no cricket at this county ground because you might get knocked out in the first round away from home so. then that, that would be our fault rather than the ECB yeah I know it's just uh, <laughs> it'll be, for the fans I just think you, you've got to guarantee a few games I think
0: I mean ideally the Royal London One Day Cup goes ahead as planned
3: and you know, fingers. That is the, the noise at the moment seems to be that it that is currently the plan but a lot can change in a week You know, it's a week away
0: well with the ECB said they were going to put out a statement today we haven't had a statement yet um which may which suggests there's a lot of of hard talking going on amongst the uh, county chief executives who i say have been on zoom for most of the day with people in the ecb um but if we, if we can't have the, you know the the proper royal london one day cup then let's have a scaled down knockout version of it rather than scrapping the whole thing all which i think would be just appalling from the point of view of, um cricket cricket followers county cricket followers especially
1: i suppose that the, the with that though, is if you had a side having to d- withdraw from the first round because of isolation, they could come back into the tournament at a later date and maybe play two or three home games still. I'd, but if they if they were if you had two sides that were isolating, maybe round one, then that's it; they'd be out of it. So I don't know. It's I would like to see a more knockout cricket though. Hmm. I mean. Oh I, yeah. Yeah, But when definitely. we had the, the Championship, the Sunday League, and then we had the... Well, the Nat West was the knockout, wasn't it? And then the Benson and Hedges had the group. Benson and Hedges was regional to yeah. start with, and many then a knockout.
0: Yeah, and then a knockout. Yeah.
1: Mm. Mm. But
2: that was... You know, the Gillette Cup stroke Nat West was the FA Cup of cricket. It was, awesome. you know, it was the la- usually the last game of the season other than mm. the final round of the Sunday League. And getting you know even dad and i went to semi finals all over the place and you know quarter final headingly semi final lords i remember one year and get to the final and it meant so much and oh, yeah. i think the knockout does something that you know the royal london you you go through this rigmarole you don't you a group to then get through and you can afford to to mess up but I just cannot describe the excitement of being in the county ground for one of those, you know, especially the quarterfinals and the semifinals back in the day. And if we could bring that back, oh, I'll, ra- I'll
1: raise you, Steve. I, I can remember the excitement of going down. Well, a of having a cricket mad form tutor at school who let us all took us all on a coach trip to Exmouth, back in or oh, probably 1991 to watch Devon against Essex. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was
0: there.
1: I was there. And you didn't come up and say hello. You didn't think we'd be doing a podcast <laughs> together 30 years later. And I, I just remember being sat one side of the boundary rope and the England captain being a few feet away from me. Okay. And I didn't have to go to one of eight regional franchise grounds to uh, to watch it. I had to go hmm. half an hour from Newton Abbott to Exmouth to watch... The England captain play cricket. Now, which one of those is bringing cricket to a new audience? Yes. Absolutely right. There we go. Right. So, bring back the NatWest Trophy. Scrap the hundred. Which answers yeah. another question, Lord Lupin, on
2: here: the hundred or county cricket? Discuss.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to love you and leave you now before we get onto that particular. <laughs> <story>. <laughs> <laughs> the topic. So um, I'll I'll see you next week.
1: Yeah. Cheers, Anthony.
0: All in the meantime, best. let's hope that that we win our last two Vitality Blast games.
1: Absolutely. And, so you think you think Tom Abel's not going to be fit for either of those, or just Glamorgan? Uh, I've got no indication he's going to be fit for either of them. Um,
0: uh, unfortunately, he's. Um, I think he's had. He must have had a bit of a setback because a couple mm. of weeks ago everything was optimism, and now. It's the other way around so mm-hmm. sadly i don't think we'll have the benefits of his services but it's two big games and i'm looking forward to playing the gloucesters on sunday
1: evening yeah definitely not on the live stream though on sky sports which we'll, uh, we'll, sports. we'll discuss but you can end.
0: you can still listen on, on BBC, bbc
1: radio samson <laughs> <Somerset. laughs>
0: dab or on the bbc website <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right. See you, chaps. All the best. Cheers. Yeah, All care. the best. We'll catch you next week. Right. Uh, okay. Right. Moving on with questions then. Uh, Chris Payne. Immediately assuming Tom and Craig come back anyone I to think Tom um, was not going to be fit. Who come? Who does Craig come back in for? Well, bloody anybody after that Hampshire performance. Quite frankly, um, I would assume he come in for. I'm trying to remember the side of probably Jack. And- he might come in for maybe Ben Green uh I, I yeah, Brooks I earlier. would think
3: I think Brooks might play uh, oh, it's, oh, I suppose maybe we don't need Brooks actually if, if Green's going to um, I worked out my side earlier it involves Steve being back in because Steve uh, is in the squad I don't know if you know Steve Davis mm-hmm. but okay. hopefully he, and no Bartlett and no Byram. so presumably there's a good chance Steve will bat at five or so or maybe he'll go back to opening I'm not sure but um, the question is Leachy might play because it's Cardiff. Mm. Yeah. yeah he needs to I day. think
2: Devin Conway said to Jason Kerr and Andy
1: Hurry if you want me to
2: come back next <laughs> season I'm not keeping wicket for you again.
3: <laughs> Definitely a chance of that.
1: Fair enough. Um and oh, we've already done Chris's question about uh who would we like to have our two away games well, against.
2: Uh, just just on that, guys, because obviously I've got a bit of a bias here, so I wouldn't mind old Trafford because it's a half an hour commute. I love going to Headingley, and I don't really mind Nottingham, but which of, if you got a choice of the two, which ones would you... Just just
3: to come up and stay a couple of nights and be in the city as well as the ground, which are your two favourites? Well, I've never been to Old Trafford. Of of all the grounds that we might be playing at, Old Trafford's the only one I've not been to, so I'd kind of... For those reasons, I'd love to hopefully be at Old Trafford. Um, but yeah, that and... I quite like Trent Bridge. I think it's. Yeah, I nice. like Trent
2: Bridge too. Yeah,
3: I think I haven't
2: told. I haven't told Debbie yet, but boarding, boarding lodgings are available
1: to the highest bidder if we get Old Trafford. Fair enough. So we'll hope for well. But and then Anthony says we want Lancashire at home. So. I think we'll get Lancashire at home in the last game. Yeah, that's what I did in my fixtures. I've I've done the fixtures for the ECB. I've, all I know. The, I, saw. I tweeted them out. I tagged ECB and they've not done it. They've not released them. I thought that would have been done by now i really would I, I it it would take some bod in a even with a fixtures com- even without a fixtures computer it'd take you about half an hour if you can do it on a spreadsheet so i'm really disappointed that those fixtures aren't out yet it's... i guess
3: they've got to consult the counties and plus the ecb are probably preoccupied with the whole One Day cup issue but is it all the same department though are they yeah all I, know, I know i don't yeah, uh, I hopefully it's soon. I think I, I, I can, I'll allow them a week, maybe two. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose. It's... I think by next weekend, I think it'd be nice to know because people need to know for planning hotels and stuff. But surely they
1: would have consulted the counties anyway because irrespective of what group you're going to be in, yeah. you're still, going, guess... you know, we might, I don't think we've got, what have we yeah. got in September? We've got, we've got the Ian Botham dinner that's on the Thursday, the 16th. So that's not going to be a, a day. I mean, they've blocked, they've blocked these
3: weeks off. So, but there's still the different camps, in the, You you still needs to sort of wait to see which camp's in which group to sort of work out who who gets what. You know, you don't know who's gonna. You know, you sort but of they depend- can do that now. I did yeah, it. No, I did no, it no, last no. night. It took
1: me ten minutes. Yeah. I know. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I, I know we've got an evening with Tina Turner. Um, is anybody going to that? No, no. <laughs> I'm not. It's on my birthday as well. I'm who's not definitely a- not going. Um right moving on then uh, uh chris would like to go to edgbaston and trent bridge so i think have we decide Have we decided old trafford and trent bridge mm-hmm. old trafford i love it old, old trafford, old trafford with a heart but edgbaston with a head yeah. possibly yeah probably yeah. okay fair enough um do, 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 do. Where else are you going then? Da, too many Toms. Da, 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 da. Mike Unwin, to enforce the follow-on or not, is that the question? I think we've discovered that. Andy cleeve has written a dissertation of questions. Did Anthony manage to get any updates from Jason Kerr on Tom or Josh Davies' injuries? Well, we think Tom Abel's not going to be fit for the remaining two Blast Games.
3: Is Josh Davies in the squad for tomorrow? No, there's no, no. mention, actually. Of, of, there's no mention of his status... Wrote, no acknowledgement he's injured at all. So, um, no. If it's if it's what I heard, it's normally about two to four weeks. So I suspect they'll say we want
2: you in the the Royal London. So that's that's the planning at the moment. Let's say without
1: tempting fate. Yeah, fair yeah. dues. Um, uh, goes on thoughts on Ben Green being named as Royal London skipper. I think we covered that. I think we know he's a he's an old head on young shoulders, captain in the uh, the second eleven. Uh, valuable, very valuable player for Somerset. Quite underrated. And will the 100 be the death of county cricket, particularly with the worrying rumours of the Rolodica potentially being cancelled, would leave counties in perilous positions, loss of crowds and peaks, somewhere amongst other things? It could potentially still happen if the ECB are in these 11th hour Zoom calls, as Anthony seems to think they might be, about the future of it. But I, th- yeah. I think you've got to go for it and just cross yeah. the bridges when you come agree. to it. You can't plan, you have to hope for the best plan for the worst but you can't plan for the worst and then have the worst um, do you see what yeah. I mean you can't just say oh no, well, no, it no, might no, it no, might happen no. or this plane might crash I'm not going to go on holiday this year you know you have to mm. Mm, yeah. I think you just have to reiterate to the counties that you know players have to be really careful about where they go they have to be really careful about who they're mixing with um, because it could have pretty dire consequences for clubs finances Um mm and it'll also make us really sad that we can't go to... I think I think it awesome. needs...
2: It, it's worth saying again, though, Ian, that there's two things. I think mm-hmm. I'll be. Well, I'll speak personally. I won't put words into your mouth. It's, if they'd have come up with a new format of a competition and, and it had been agreed it'd be good to try a new format, you try it with all the existing counties. Yeah? If mm-hmm. you want to get new people, like you said about going to Exmouth and seeing Graham Gooch, if you thought that by having Steve Smith and Ravi Ashwin and whoever at Taunton would get more people in and you could get two OCs players in for the competition and then try it, absolutely fine with that. Yeah. It is the complete artificiality. I was trying I was trying to explain this to Debbie and saying to her, you imagine that they created the northwest superbs and you told everton liverpool man united mm-hmm. and man city players that there's a team that's going to play in purple based at let's say old trafford hypothetically mm-hmm. as it's the biggest of the foregrounds i'm pretty certain you ain't going to get many reds blues man city or man united fans buying into that it just yeah. because there's no history that, that's the problem for me that's the real problem and Tom Banton might be Welsh Fire this year, but he could be Manchester Originals next year and yeah. whatever they're called, Southern Braves the year after.
1: And he could be in for his bowling as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's Peter Wanless' fault by encouraging people to buy those damn
1: top-trump oh, they Oh, they are nice, but I just look at them and think, if you yeah. buy one, that's one tick in the sales column that goes on a spreadsheet that somebody will feed into another spreadsheet... And it will just make that little barometer of success just creep yeah. up and creep up every packet you buy.
3: I so and wish before could... you know it
1: there'll be the Newton yeah. Abbott what Plenty of what sits in Newton Abbott, Steve.
3: Hmm. I so wish I could so... you no, know, but I I just can't buy them because they're the hundred. Like if if they yeah. weren't, if they were the blast, I'd love them. I'd love to buy them.
1: They if if were know. Somerset ones that have a stack this high.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: But, uh, okay. Oh yeah, for the benefit of listeners, I'm raising my hand above my head now. It's not just on the floor. I
2: think Andy, to answer my point of answering your question, I think of itself the hundred will not be the death of county cricket. And I I partly say that because I don't think it's going to be here with us long term. And I suspect in a year or two it will be spun that oh we've tested this new format and now we're going to roll it out to the counties
1: or something. (laughs) But then the counties have got the blast. My
2: my as as you know from the, the piece I wrote last week my concern is that it's these constant attacks you know the fact that we're playing games in the middle of july yesterday that were utterly meaningless in the championship Mm -hmm. because that's what as anthony said that's where the fault lies you know that for mark church yesterday you know you've got to feel sorry for the guy his red bull season ended once Mm. he knew they couldn't make division one that's that's where the danger lies Mm. and it's only the really committed like us who are going to understand and buy in because
1: we follow it and that's not I mean, a criticism people who don't Just to play devil's, advocate, just play devil's advocate a bit with that Hampshire against Gloucester or Gloucester against Hampshire at Cheltenham, that was not a dead game and that was a hell no. of a good finish Yeah, and to get yeah. a championship game like that which is quote unquote mid-season you know I'd, I'd, I couldn't imagine watching that as either a Hampshire or a Gloucester fan just coming after tea and Gloucester looking like mm. they were going to hang on and then all of a sudden you had that great oh, yeah. dismissal of yeah. um, of uh, price was it, and then you know, it just then bang, bang, Hampshire bang. lost that early wicket. It was really great. Finish to a game of cricket. And, you know, that really had some meaning on it last game of the seat, uh, last game of this but this but group Ian, stage. So. If we go back to two divisions,
2: we we played Surrey away in mid June last uh, in twenty eighteen. We played Essex away in 2019 and both of those games were absolutely crucial games i know i know we lost at guildford and we drew in a boring day nighter at essex mm-hmm. but those games were meaning something because there was stuff at, at stake at both ends of the table in those oh yeah, games. yeah you know yeah. so so i i definitely want to go back to two divisions that mm-hmm. the interesting thing and i bet dan could do some really interesting numbers on this is If you're hidebound to go back to what would have been the 2020 Championship season, so you've got Northampton, Gloucestershire and Lancashire who got promoted in 2019, you could potentially, potentially Knotts could win the County Championship and all the Bob Willis Trophy and not be able to defend it.
3: Yeah.
1: I think if they go to two divisions, they're going to have to just do, do it on the ladder of positions from... Division One yeah. down through Division Two down through Division Three, and then whether they split it in two nines or go eight ten.
3: But I they think... have the problem with that is that the counties haven't known that the counties have not known so far this season that that would be the case. You, you know, it's, it's very retrospective yeah. to say. Oh, by the way, what you were doing was actually for mm-hmm. playing for two divisions next year. You know, mm. I don't think they can do that. I think they have to go back to. I think the bet there's no perfect solution, but I think they have to go back to what it was going to be in 2020. Gloucestershire and fans you know, they earned those promotions. They have not, you know, Gloucester especially have not been in Division 1 for a very long time. They earned it and they deserve a shot yeah. at it
1: for me. But then I suppose you could make the, the argument that it's not the same side. Do you know what I mean? The side that came up in in 2019 may have lost yeah. a couple of players. They, they, you know, I mean, Alistair Cook may very well have retired next year. Um, yeah, just as an example of, you know, sides change. I mean who've who've glossed the loss I can't think now but do you get Just do you get imagine, what I mean though, that 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 side that one is now you know two three years yeah, old and that's a very yeah, long yeah. time in cricket in, in terms of yeah. the player churn so here's a scenario though
2: guys can you imagine with two games to go in this second phase Essex and Surrey are fourth and fifth in division two And then the ECB says it's the top two in Division Two are going to join the six in Division One to form next season's county champion. Can you know put ourselves in that position? I mean, I'm saying it because it'd be quite funny, but put ourselves in that position. As Dan rightly said, hold on, nobody told us that. We've been playing the youngsters, and a lot of these teams are going to play the youngsters in the develop in in divisions two and three. They're bound to.
1: They'll have to do
3: it. It's
2: just a complete
3: mess. They'll have to do it
1: before. That first
3: but I yeah division, but I don't think game start. To, I think they're gonna wait till after the season's finished mm. to decide. I think but, that I think that's their plan to review at the end of the season, I think.
1: But then again you could say that well hold on a minute, this competition which we're playing for points for to determine our divisional status next year started in April. So why weren't we told then?
3: But also so, remember, yeah. this year was meant to be a one off to protect against COVID, to say, right, okay, we're not going to have permission relegation because we know you're going to get affected by COVID again in England, courts, et cetera. Yeah. But there's not really meant to be consequences for future seasons, I think, from this season. So, yeah. that's so then important. if you
1: go back to the two divisions that would have been in 2020,
3: uh, yeah, I that, think was that was, was
1: decided that, yeah. in 2019, those sides are going to be two and a half years old. So
3: it will be, but I you think could have,
1: let's say, a side being completely dominant in... This season, for example, um, you say Knott's could absolutely wipe the floor in September. Division one, they could win every game, walk the county championship, walk the Bob Willis Trophy. Say, right, we're the best team in the country, and they would rightfully be able to say that, and they're in Division two.
3: Yeah, well, they'll have to live with it because th- there's. Well, I tell much.
2: you what, they do. Then they they flip the constitution of the divisions to add an extra team in the top division. Eleven in the top. Of the they
3: region.
1: would. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. almost as if they haven't really thought this through. A bit like they <laughs> yeah, I think
3: they have. I think they're going back to it, and I know, I, I know there's the knots issue, but I think they're going to have to, you know, that, they have to take it on the chin. I think they have to go back to 2020, what 2020 was going to be.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. Um, what else we got? Uh, e and M Marriott spotted Ollie Sale doing laps of the oval. Uh, he was doing the same at Hampshire. So I'm not so sure that's any indication of his uh, his progress to recovery. I think he's still got. Uh, both shoulders, Dan Kingdom. Do Wyverns have three legs? This is Anthony's gone. Um, stupid question. Let's, let's, uh, let's not do oh. the... Uh, let's not open that Pandora's it box It did with get a mention on Wyvern. the
2: commentary. The Surrey commentators had heard about it. And I don't think Anthony had primed them either. So
1: <laughs> We just need to actually let the club know that it's a dragon and they can call their documentary Behind the Dragon. Because I think... if. I mean, I, 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 I. mean, I never paid attention to the damn thing, really. But just seems to get brought up by Anthony that oh, it's actually a dragon because blah, blah 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 I was like, oh, is it? Okay then, fair enough. It's a dragon. I was wrong. I stand corrected. Now we just need to get the hierarchy to sort that out. Um, should we finish off with a bit about Western Storm and then we'll, um, mm-hmm. we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was just the performances. Well, they played Northern Diamonds last Saturday, didn't they? And they. Uh, lost by yeah. one wicket off the last ball, which was a hell of a game. It was my... It was. The first yeah. family trip to Taunton. I finally got my wife up to Taunton with the two kids. Um, Theo, what did you think of the cricket you went to see at the weekend with the girls?
3: I boy, it was so bad.
1: So bad is uh, young Theo. Thank you, Theo. Just <laughs> Theo's uh, analysis of the game. My analysis was um, we... Talked about it on the last podcast about the difference between the players that have been in and around the England setup for a number of years. Uh, Jenny Gunn and Sarah Taylor for Northern Diamonds, and it was Jenny Gunn really that won it for Northern Diamonds. Um, we played some pretty average shots, um, in our total of what was it, 105 all out, something like that. And then, uh, yeah, they won by one wicket off the last ball. Jenny Gunn hit one, uh, back over the bowler's head for four, but. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to find was, those players who aren't in the England side and but have been yes, in around Storm, that setup, which is.
3: Storm looks slightly underpowered compared to mm-hmm. some of the other teams. They've maybe they just one or two players short in terms of, yeah, the players that are just short of the England setup. You know, they've not they they're a young team, I think. They've got a lot more youngsters mm-hmm. than other teams. And I think, you know, to be honest, one or two players have they, you know, they will say that Georgia Hennessy and Sophie Luff will say they've underperformed this season. You know, yeah. they should. Doing more runs they're two of the contracted players they're players who have done well for West, they did very well for western storm last season they started uh this season well with somerset um but i think they'll probably be quite unhappy with their performances for storm but hopefully you know got 100 coming up they've got you know they've got returned to storm in september so hopefully they can uh you know they'll return to form uh by then um because they're definitely good enough they're, def- they're good players they're contracted players so they'll have time to work on their game etc yeah, really good game. It was just good
2: just, to see Sarah Taylor back playing cricket, though.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You could just
3: anyone who
2: loves cricket. But
1: I, I didn't think her run out was out, but she didn't seem to get the dive in, and she looked a little bit upset that she was given out. You don't probably yeah, see players of of her experience and uh, um, train <laughs> international training on how to behave on a cricket pitch. Should we should we put it that way to avoid the uh, the sanctions of the match referee. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. she threw up. She. Uh, she was uh run out she didn't get the dive in or anything like that but she uh was uh, not very pleased with her dismissal i couldn't quite pause it at the right moment on the live stream it wasn't ever lined up correctly to um to get a definitive answer so we shall never know but uh yeah a really good game a really good advert for women's cricket quite a few there uh saw a child in the southern brave shirt um managed to re- retain my, uh um stop myself from calling uh, Peter Wanless and uh, everybody else at the NSPCC to uh, get this poor child taken into uh, <laughs> into care for being Bought a bloody hundred shirt by his parents. But anyway, any further thoughts on that? We'll not mention the hundred again.
3: Oh, wh- one other thing is it's good to see James Rue called up to, oh, up yes. to, to the Championship All Stars squad. Mm. I was really surprised. Um, he's not, I don't think he's going to play. I think he's basically, I think there's so it's a fourteen-player squad. 11 of, the, 11 of them are senior county players. So this is a this three is a
1: three-day warm-up game against yeah. India. It's a county select eleven.
3: Yeah. yeah. So there's eleven, eleven good top cha- championship players not involved in the hundred, and then there's three guys, including James rue, who are you know, as far as I'm aware, you know, youngsters who n- possibly never, you know, I know, definitely in the case of rue, possibly in the case of the others who have never played a first-team game. So I presume they're just sort of there as reserves, and you know. You never know, you know if there's a concussion or something. You know, one that might get to play, but um it's still it should be a good experience for him. And he won't be, but well, he might miss the Cornwall game. If, uh, but he won't miss any one day cup games for us. I and mean, he was, he was probably a uh, to selection. Mm. So I think this is a this is a proper first class game. I saw. I'm not sure if it's definitely first class, but it is a you know it's a proper three day game. Elizabeth
1: Ammon on Twitter said it was a first class game. Okay. But I think these games can generally lose first-class status quite quickly if um, yeah, if they both decide that oh we actually want to give him a bowl and we want to give him a bowl. So yeah, even if Jamie's not in the in the starting eleven, he could very well find himself behind the stumps yeah. for a session or two. Come days two or three in that match. So yeah,
3: congratulations, Jamie, uh, for getting yourself selected James. for that. James. Sorry, It's James Rue. It may be, it's easy to get confused. It's James Rue and Jamie Baird. They're both wicket keepers. So as far as we
1: aware, can keep a batsman. Right. Mm. Yeah. Congrats- sorry, congratulations, James Rue, um, on your selection for that. Right, gents, uh, should we wrap this up unless we've got any other business? No, I'm done, thank you. That's it, I think, yeah. Cool, excellent. Right, best of luck to Somerset then for these uh, final two Vitality Blast games. Um, I think we've got a selection of days we can get together next week to uh, uh, to dissect what's going on in those. So... Um, well, there is a Cornwall game on the Tuesday, so I'm not quite sure how in-depth we need to analyse what's, what's gone on in that one. But um, uh, what about on the 21st, Wednesday night? Because I don't think there's anything on the telly that we're going to be there's watching anything or anything like that. So or oh, maybe we could do a live cast of us watching that first 100 game.
3: Mm-mm. I'm not yeah. going my viewing figures to the 100. <laughs> well, let's
1: watch it on a dodgy internet stream. There we go, so we're depriving Sky Sports of the viewing figures. Maybe. Good stuff. Okay, right, um Anthony's already uh, done and dusted if this seems so thanks uh, thanks to Anthony. Thanks to Steve and Dan. If you want to give us a follow on Twitter, we're at Somerset Podcast. We are facebook.com slash Somerset Podcast. If you want to give us, uh, drop us an email. We are Podcast at gmail.com. But uh, as I said, best of luck to Somerset for those last two Vitality Blast games, and we will catch you next week.